There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. This is our Tuesday edition of the podcast. We're here in Akron, New York. Appreciate Brother Thaddeus Coons having us in. Thank the Lord. You pray for the church here. Pray as he takes this congregation, this very small flock here, and tries to build them up. He's taken a church that really uh, folks had given up on, given up all hope on. And uh, he's moved his family in. They've settled in here. And he's trying to build a work. And so we're in the meeting here trying to help him, trying to reach the community, praying folks in, pray folks would come in, get under the condemnation of the law of God, come to repentance. And that's our desire. That's our heart's desire. We see folks saved by the good grace of God. And so pray for the meeting here. And then, of course, upcoming, and uh, we'll be home, Lord willing, on Saturday, forthcoming, and be in the Shippensburg Independent Baptist Church starting Sunday, running through the end of next week. And so continue to pray for the meeting here. Looking forward to Shippensburg, praying for the meeting there. And so we're going to be back in Matthew 12 and verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. And, you know, the Jews seek a sign. They're looking for a sign. They want a sign. Uh, They want to see something unique. They want to see something special. They want to know that this is the Son of God because he's going to show them something that nobody else sees. That's why they seek a sign. The Greeks seek wisdom. And he said, answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Now, it's interesting we come to this place because we have some brethren out there today who are in a little bit of conflict over the book of Jonah. And one of the things in the book of Jonah that you must reconcile, is Jonah just a prophet for Nineveh or is Jonah a prophet of the word of God? And I believe a lot of folks have never been taught or never seen the prophecy that Jonah prophesies. How does he prophesy that prophecy? Well, he speaks from the whale's belly. And therefore, you know, I know folks, I've heard all kinds of things um, concerning Jonah. And I've heard all kinds of positions concerning Jonah. Was he alive? Was he dead? Did he have seaweed wrapped around his head when the, Jonah, when the whale vomited him up? Did he land on the seashore and begin to prophesy? But here's what the word of God said in verse 17 of Jonah 1. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So he said, you're not going to find a sign except for that sign. But he said, the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So he tells you that great fish, first of all, was a whale. But then we see that Jonah prayed, chapter 2 of Jonah, verse 1, unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice, for thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, 
all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Now, what really is needs to be reconciled, and each one listening must reconcile this with God and with Scripture, and it's a matter of, is Jonah prophesying of Jesus Christ? Well, Jesus Christ himself tells you he was. As Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, what does he prophesy? He's prophesying of the death of Christ, the suffering of Christ, the offering of the soul of Jesus Christ out of the belly of hell, cried I. And there's no way to sugarcoat that or change that. It's what the Word of God says. But then the Son of Man is going to be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jonah is prophesying of that great event of Jesus Christ. And he said, I will cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Why is he cast out of his sight? Because he's been made sin for us. And God has cast him out of his sight. But he's looking towards his holy temple. In fact, Psalm 18, when he cries, cry came before him, even into his ears. Another place that's reconciled, that cry came into his holy temple. And that's what Jonah says, toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. So again, we see the soul of Jesus Christ. Why? He's in the depths of hell. There's a great gulf fixed between him and Abraham's bosom. The depths closed me around about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. And again, I realize Jonah is speaking here, but he's prophesying. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. When did Jonah do that? The earth with her bars was about me forever. He was a prisoner. When did Jonah do that? I know some people say, well, Jonah literally went to hell. Well, I don't believe that Jonah resurrected from hell, so how could he have gone to hell? I believe Jesus Christ, that firstborn of God, firstborn of the dead, I believe Jesus Christ was resurrected from hell, the first to ever be resurrected from hell, the only to ever be resurrected from hell. How can that be Jonah? He went down to the bottoms of the mountains, the earth with their bars was round about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. That's the soul of Jesus Christ, not his body, but that's his soul. When my soul fainted within me, when is that? I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. There it is. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish and had vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And then Jesus Christ tells us, Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. That's no coincidence. And so we don't see Jonah say that, but the word of God tells us that. Why? So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Where's the heart of the earth? Well, there's several ways to look at that. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, tells us that he went into the lowest parts of the earth. What are the lowest parts of the earth? We know Abraham's bosom there. When Jesus Christ entered Abraham's bosom, it became paradise. And then we know paradise was there. We know that hell is there in the lowest parts of the earth. And so he said, the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. They repented the preaching of Jonas. That was the message. It wasn't that Jonas himself was so great. He was just a man just like you and I. He was a prophet of God. In fact, he was a disobedient prophet, yet God spake through him and God prophesied through him and he gave us the word of God. He speaks in the first person by the Spirit of Christ. Out of the belly of hell cried, I. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. 
For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Then he changes gears a little bit. He says this, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Why can't he find rest? Because he's not seeking God. He's seeking. He's searching. But what is he? He's seeking rest. He's not. Why? Because the unclean spirit's gone out of that man. But then he says, I will return in my house from whence I came out. And when he has come and he findeth it empty, swept and garnished, then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in and dwell there in the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so it be also under this wicked generation. Why? They're seeking a sign. They're looking for something. Jesus Christ is right in front of them. Had they believed the preaching of Jonah, they would have believed the preaching of Jesus Christ. If they believed the prophets of God and believed the law of God, they would have believed indeed this man was the Christ. Every fulfillment of his birth was found in Scripture, out of Nazareth, going down to Egypt, bringing his son out of Egypt, let alone the virgin birth, that his name should be called Jesus, also being called Emmanuel. It's told of these things. He's prophesied of these things. He's in the land of Judah. He was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in all Bethlehem of Judea, the least among the princes of Judah. And yet, Jesus Christ fulfilled that scripture. They could not see it. They did not believe the word of God. And so they seek that rest, but they can't find it because they don't believe the word of God. And it's no different than the sinner today. When I say the common sinner, it's not an insult, but the sinner today that says they're seeking God and they're troubled about their lost estate, troubled about their condition, and somebody has not got them to repeat the prayer. Somebody has not cajoled them into making a profession. But those truly seeking after God, they can't find rest. They get wearied in rest. They don't see that it's their unbelief that has driven them from God. They do not believe the scriptures, and they rest them to their own destruction. And so they rest the scriptures, and in doing so, they destroy their own soul, they destroy their own way, and then they go back and return to their house and take seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. You better get saved. You better get born of God. You find out your last state will be worse than the first. I've watched people under conviction sometimes for weeks, sometimes for years, and they get worse and worse. They get more vile and more contemptible. We still have some that are not saved in the ministry. We have some around our ministers still not born of God. And every year they get further from God, further from God, further. They cannot see that. We've had some that have told us they're lost and now they're out in sin. They're out living in the world, covered with ink, covered with piercings, adulterous and fornicators and liars and thieves and drug addicts and drunkards. And one of them's even a lesbian. Says she was seeking after God. Why? They couldn't find rest. They went out. They got seven more devils, even worse than themselves. So this will be under this wicked generation. They're going to be the same way. I'm right in front of you, Jesus is saying, I am the Lamb of God. Here I am. And yet you're not going to come to me. You're going to go out and you're going to find seven spirits even worse than what you had. And it's going to be to your destruction. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. And he said, But he answered and said unto him, that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? By the way, this is one of the key texts that you have to deny the word of God to realize that Jesus Christ did not have brothers. You have to deny what the word of God says. You cannot believe the Bible and believe that Jesus Christ did not have brothers. But he answered and said to them, Who is my mother and who are my brother? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold my mother and my brethren. 
For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. And I've said many times in preaching, many times in this podcast, blood is thicker than water with most people. They'll choose family over the things of God. They'll choose family over the word of God. They'll choose family over the house of God. When it comes down to it, how do you know you're a disciple of Jesus Christ? Because you forsake all of them to follow him. You'd rather follow him than anything else in this world. And yet they choose all the family and all the events and all the affairs of life. And their family draws them away from God. That's why Jesus said, he that doeth the will of God, he is my brother. He's in my sister, my mother. That is the fellowship that God has called us into. We walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And that's the work that God has called us unto. That's a mighty, marvelous working of the holiness of God, that God would call us into that glorious fellowship that he has with his son, that he has with the word of God, and invite us into that fellowship. We forsake our mother and our father, our brother, our sister, and we get new brother, new father, new sister, new mother. Why? Because they're doing the will of God. That's what the Apostle Paul told us to treat the elder women in the church as mothers. And then we entreat those younger as sisters. But here's what he said, with all purity. And can I say this? If you don't kiss your sister, you ought not kiss your sister in church. Amen and amen. If you're kissing cousins, God help you. But you ought not be kissing. You ought not be hugging up on. You ought not be loving up on. You know why? He said, with all purity. And my friend, if God gives you a wife out of the house of God, what a great blessing that is. What a great joy that is. You don't go out in this wicked world and find your wife. Don't go out in this wicked world and find your husband. You let God bring your spouse. You let God bring you someone in the house of God. And then until that day when God reveals that woman's to be your wife, you entreat her as a sister. Those aged women in the church, you entreat them as mothers. You love them just like you would your own mother. You know why? Because they're the household of faith, and you do good to them. Even more than you do good to all men, you do good to those ladies, those young ladies and aged ladies alike in the house of God. You got a new family now in Jesus Christ. You got a new home in Jesus Christ. You got a new hope in Jesus Christ. And therefore, he tells them, listen, if you follow your family, you can't follow me. You can follow your daddy to hell, but you can't follow Jesus Christ. You can follow your mama to hell, but you can't follow Jesus Christ. Some folks just need to be born of God. Pray for the meetings. Pray for us tonight. Lord, we'll be back on here tomorrow with a new podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption, draweth not. There only was trust.
Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.